Because when you do believe that anything is possible for your soulmate client, when you believe in their potential, which by the way, is a byproduct of believing in your potential and your worthiness, it's easy as fuck to talk to your soulmate client through your content, to never run out of ideas and to sell your services without feeling gross or sleazy or icky. You're listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, a business and mindset coach who specializes in imposter syndrome. If you feel like you're not as smart, capable, or worthy as you actually are and that someone is going to find you out, then you've come to the right place. I went from being a struggling government worker, working my coaching business on the side, but feeling unworthy and burnt out to making multiple six figures, helping women overcome imposter syndrome so they too can sign clients, make bank, and have the business or career of their dreams. I am nothing special. I have a stuttering disability, ADHD, and I struggle with anxiety and depression. So if I can learn how to feel good enough and overcome my inner imposter, then so can you. Let's dig in. Hello, my loves. How are we today? I am good. I'm good as I'm recording this and hopefully I'm good as you're listening to this. I truly do love this podcast, guys, and I love y'all for listening to it, and I'm nearly at 15,000 downloads, I think. I might actually already be there by the time that you're listening to this, which is insane. I feel like we just celebrated 10,000 downloads, so that's really exciting. And today's episode is a goodie, but first, one-to-one coaching. Why haven't you applied yet, my friend? If you want to be booked out, sought after, and feel worthy of it all, the link is in my show notes. Six months of one-to-one calls with me, going deep into your mindset and your business, undoing the stories that tell you that you're not good enough, all the healing, Reiki and breath work, and truly developing your highest self-identity, the one that has the business and life that you want. One of my one-to-ones just messaged me and said that she can't believe that this is her life. And same bitch, I always pinch myself. Like, do I really get to talk on Zoom with people who feel like my best friends every day and make tons of money doing it and helping people find themselves and love themselves and and build a life that they love? Yes, I do. And it's bananas. So let's be best friends. Come work with me for six months and we'll change your mind, your life, and your business forever. Link in the show notes to apply. The container is $8,000 painful or you can do six monthly payments of $13.33. Today's episode, we are talking about speaking to your soulmate client, speaking their language, and the mindset of being able to do this. So the first thing I want to say is that you are already perfect. Did you know that? You don't need to flip a switch in how you show up and start talking like a robot when you think about speaking to your soulmate client, okay? You don't need to do that. Your soulmate client is a human, and they are just like you. And I always say that your soulmate client is usually a couple steps behind you. So you don't need to contort your language or use big stupid words. Just speak like a normal human. Okay. And that means that you might actually need to distill your language a bit, especially because only smart people listen to this podcast. (laughs) And I get a lot of, um, I get a lot of very educated clients or clients who have a lot of experience. So usually they do need to distill down their language a bit. So I made this mistake actually twice in my business. Once was in the beginning, in the very beginning when I started my business. And the second was when I was actually making a lot of money. So in the beginning, I was coming off my master's degree, 
Like I handed in my research assignment in September 2017 and started building my website for my coaching business the next week because, you know, at that time I was like, I can't launch my business until I have a website, right? Um, I had written, oh, it's actually so hilarious, guys. I didn't even start an Instagram for my coaching business until like three weeks after starting the business. I was like, no, I'll just have a site. Like, it's fine. I don't need an Instagram. And then I created one. And it's just so funny because like I've made all my money from the podcast and from Instagram. It's just so funny. Um, I had written hundreds upon hundreds of research papers. So when I went to write captions and stuff for social media, I was so rigid with my writing. Oh, sorry. It was all very professional, research-based. I had no idea how to just talk like a human. Like, just talk like a human being. And the best tip is to write like you talk. And I actually heard on Carl Lowenthal's podcast, um, Unfuck Your Brain. Her podcast is actually, like, one that I was listening to in 2018 when she started it because I was like oh she's a coach and blah blah and she's so good um but she said to pretend that people can read your thoughts when you are writing something to them which is a really good tip so yeah I wrote way too professionally in the beginning of the business and then when I made a lot of money I started using really complicated language because I thought I needed to elevate my concepts and what I was saying but it really wasn't meeting my clients where they were at. So if you are overthinking your content, editing the fuck out of it, and not writing how you think or how you speak, you may need to do some introspection on that. Simplify it always. Because like I said, we want to meet our soulmate clients where they're at. Now for some, this may look like pain point marketing. And a lot of people have thoughts about this in the online space. But I technically use pain point marketing because aren't we all trying to improve? Like, aren't we all looking for the solution to our problem? I can see how some people think it like targets people, but I also think that people have ownership over their decisions, right? Like, and this isn't like a victim kind of shamey thing. Like when I use pain point marketing, I do it to be like, this is speaking to the person who wants this you know what I mean I'm not trying to force anyone to do anything at all right but don't get me wrong I also talk about desires too so I mix the two but I also think about who I'm speaking to and how they want to hear what I'm saying so if I'm using pain point marketing which is essentially just bringing their problems to light I am only speaking to the person that wants to change their problem right and so I'm not telling anyone you need to do this la 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 so first decide that you will only ever speak to the person who wants your offer who wants your service and who wants to solve the problem that you can help them solve and from there you meet them where they're at. If you reverse engineer the solution you provide them, what was the problem that led them there? What are they thinking while they drive in their car or ride the bus? What do they want? What is getting in their way? Meeting them where they're at is just using their language and identifying that where they are isn't where they have to be if they seek the solution, which is your service. So I would say you doom scroll on social media, wishing you had the confidence to show up, that's where they are. And I believe that my programs can be a solution for them and for you, right? But I'm meeting them where they're currently at, not shaming them, not at all, just bringing light and awareness to where they may potentially be and what they could be experiencing. And again, always speaking to to the person who is looking to change this. 
right? So that's how you go from being sleazy and creepy to being just like honest and just sharing your truth, right? You're meeting them where they're at and you are meeting the person who wants change. On the other side of the coin, and dude, you are going to feel like a million light bulbs are going off in your head when you hear this. You also have to believe in what's possible for them. And this is where imposter syndrome comes up for so many of you guys. I'm pounding on my desk. Because if you don't believe something is possible for you, especially in the area, Hugo is barking because I was just pounding on the desk. It's me. It was me. It was me, Hugo. I'm just very passionate about this, Hugo. Because if you don't believe something is possible for you, as I said, especially in the area in which you're trying to teach, you get imposter syndrome and then think it's not possible for anyone you are trying to help. And then you just don't show up or you back off your programs or you hold back because you deep down don't believe it can happen for them, especially if it's not happening for you. Like one of my clients was a manifestation coach and she was having a hard time manifesting certain things. So she felt like a fraud, but instead I helped her believe in the process she was taking people through and a big process of manifesting is releasing your limiting beliefs, right? So we did that. She just had some beliefs around what she could have. And then lo and fucking behold, her manifestation started to come to fruition. Just call me the manifestation queen, guys. But seriously, this very meta experience happens so often with my clients. Like you're a business coach, you haven't signed a client in a hot minute, and then you spiral into shame, feeling like a fraud. And then you really don't sign clients because you feel like such a fraud. And this cycle continues. So get real with yourself. Do you believe the results you're promising your clients is something attainable? Do you believe you can help your client get that result? And if your honest answer is no, bitch, you gotta get to work believing in what's possible for your soulmate client. Because when you do believe that anything is possible for your soulmate client, when you believe in their potential, which by the way, is a byproduct of believing in your potential and your worthiness, it's easy as fuck to talk to your soulmate client through your content, to never run out of ideas and to sell your services without feeling gross or sleazy or icky. Like you guys talk about it. (laughs) Finally, you need to tell your fucking story, okay? Tell your client stories with consent, right? But honestly, the only reason that you're not telling your stories is because you have shame about your story or you think it's not good enough or you think it's not relatable to your audience. I used to never tell stories about my stutter because I honestly thought that no one could relate. But my stories about my stutter are really around just feeling like there is something about me that makes me not good enough. And everybody can relate to that. And actually, I have had clients say to me how much they relate to those stories right even if they don't have a stutter or I wouldn't want to tell a story about my business because I had shame about how I handled that problem and I didn't want to be judged but when you don't feel good enough you won't tell your audience stories and storytelling really allows people to understand and see from the storyteller's perspective relating to them more and imagining themselves in the same scenario so if you're super caught up in giving tips and more educational content what you really want to do is think who do i know that has been through this 
what is a situation where I used this and how can I tell my audience a story versus just spewing facts at them? And the best way you can do this is through your own story, is through what you have to say and really believing in your experience, your knowledge and your background and how it's important and necessary and that people want to hear it. Why do you think I have a podcast? Show up consistently online and create content because I have the core belief that people care about what I have to say. But it wasn't always this way, guys. I actually had a ton of shit to work through. And this shit even comes up sometimes when I'm having a down day or when my ADHD depression kicks in or when I'm low energy. I don't always feel like, oh, I need to tell my story, you know? But at the core of it, I always return to knowing and believing that people do care what I have to say. So this was a quickie, but to recap, how do you talk to your soulmate clients? How do you do it? You keep it simple. You meet them where they're at. You believe in their potential. And this starts with you believing in yours. You can't avoid that one. And tell your own story so they see themselves in you and your clients. Capiche? Okay, good. And if this episode spoke to you, especially around not believing in your own potential... If you still feel so lost when it comes to speaking to and attracting your soulmate clients, and if you want to be booked out, sought after, and feel worthy of it all, apply to work with me in one-to-one. Six months of lovings between you and I. Let's do this. You can apply at the link in my show notes, $8,000 pay in full or $13.33 monthly for six months. I love y'all. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. Head to the show notes to find out how you can take this work deeper with me in one-to-one coaching or in the From Imposter to Empowered group program. In the show notes, you'll also find a free three-day challenge to start the process of overcoming your inner imposter. And once you're done with all of that, screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram, tagging me at your coach Jill so we can connect. See you next time.